One day, many years ago, I stopped at a church in East Providence to make a holy hour. I happened to be on my day off at the time. When I walked into the church, I noticed that there were several pieces of poster board lining the inner walls of the building. On each of them, there were a dozen or so photographs, mostly of elderly people. Since this happened in November, the month when we are especially encouraged to pray for the dead, I asked the woman there who was cleaning in the church, are these pictures of deceased parishioners? She said, yes, they are. Now, in and of itself, putting up pictures of the deceased was a nice, loving gesture on the part of the pastor and the parishioners of the parish. But what tarnished it all was the heading on each poster. Above the pictures that were there were the words, All Saints, in large letters. Now, why was that a problem? It was a problem because it implied that we know for an absolute fact that each person on the poster is now in heaven. And the fact of the matter is, we don't know that. Only God does. We can have a confident hope about it, that's a good thing, but that's as far as we can go, unless the people in question get canonized by the church. Father Ray, you're nitpicking. No, I'm not. First of all, a gesture like this, well-intentioned though it might be, ultimately gives birth to the idea that everybody goes to heaven, even unrepentant sinners. That idea, by the way, was condemned by the Second Council of Constantinople in the mid-sixth century. To believe that even unrepentant sinners are saved in the end is heresy. It's contrary to church teaching. Secondly, calling deceased people, all deceased people, saints, can very easily foster immorality. How so? Well, think about it for a moment. If somebody really believes that all people go to heaven after death, no questions asked, that person might end up saying to himself, well, why should I bother praying? Why should I bother going to Mass or going to confession? Why should I try to keep the Ten Commandments and reach out to those in need? If everybody goes to heaven anyway, what does it matter? It's like saying to all the players in the National Football League, hey, guys, listen up. At the end of the year, we intend to give every single one of you a Super Bowl ring and a winner's check. Doesn't matter if you're 15 and 1 or 1 and 15 during the regular season. Doesn't matter how well you play as an individual. Doesn't even matter if you break all the rules. When it's over, we'll declare you all winners. I ask you, my brothers and sisters, if that's what they were told by the commissioner of the league before the season began, how hard do you think those players would play during the year? What kind of effort would they put out every Sunday? I'll tell you, if I was one of those players, I'd say to myself, well, what's the point? What's the point in lifting weights, doing all this training, practicing plays, and letting my body get beat up for the next six months? I'll just take it easy, do whatever I feel like doing, and pick up my ring and check in February. Along these lines, here's something Bishop Sheen wrote many years ago. He said, there would be no fun in playing games unless there were a chance to lose. 
There would be no zest in battle if crowns of merit rested suspended over those who do not fight. There would be no interest in drama if the characters were puppets. And there would be no point to life unless there were great and eternal destinies at stake, in which we may say aye or nay to our eternal salvation. We're living in a world right now where many people, especially many young people, do think that life is dull and meaningless. That's why some of them despair, why some of them commit suicide. I wonder, my brothers and sisters, is part of this, the cause of this, our desire to make things too easy for them? Some of us don't want to offend our young people, so we never talk to them about hell as if hell doesn't exist. We never tell them there's something at stake in the way they live their lives on this earth. We convey to them the idea that God is this big cream puff in the sky, that heaven is guaranteed. And so they come away with the notion that life is meaningless. Doesn't matter how they live. Doesn't even matter if they choose to live or not. This is one reason why we need to read the Bible and more people need to read the scriptures, specifically passages like the one we heard a few moments ago from Matthew 25. This, of course, is the famous scene of the Last Judgment, where Jesus comes in glory and separates the sheep from the goats. From this passage alone, it's crystal clear that what we do and don't do on this earth has consequences, eternal consequences. Whatever you did for one of the least brothers of mine, you did for me. And that's not the only text of Scripture in which we're urged to live our faith in very practical and radical ways. Matthew 5.20 says, Unless your holiness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of God. Hebrews 12.14 says, Strive for that holiness without which no one can see the Lord. Those are just two of many New Testament passages that convey this truth to us, that there's something at stake in this life. In this homily, I've said that calling deceased people saints can lead to the mistaken idea that unrepentant sinners go to heaven and that it can foster immorality. There's one more important reason why we should never do it. It ultimately harms the souls in purgatory, the very ones who need our help. And why is that? Very simply, it's because if we buy into the idea that everyone who dies goes immediately into the kingdom, we won't pray for the dead. And the souls in purgatory will suffer the consequences. They won't benefit from our prayers because we won't offer any. We'll mistakenly think they aren't necessary. Here we need to be reminded of something St. Bonaventure, the great Franciscan saint, once said. He said, do you wish to prove your love toward your dead? Do you wish to send them a most precious help and golden key to heaven? Then receive communion often for the repose of their souls. I said at the beginning that putting up pictures of the deceased during the month of November was a nice gesture, a loving gesture, on the part of the priests and parishioners of that church in East Providence, but that calling them all saints tarnished their effort. Of course, if they ever decide to do that again, there's one simple change they could do to remove the tarnish. They could change the title on each poster. They could change it from All Saints 
to all souls. That would make it theologically correct. And it would encourage people to pray every day for the souls of the faithful departed. And not only that, most important of all, it would make some of the men and women on the posters, the, one who, the ones who are in purgatory at the present time, would make those souls extremely grateful and extremely happy.